Scrubbing In with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rapp, an iHeartRadio and People's Choice Award nominated oh, podcast. Is that you, Susan? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> You're moonlighting too on the show. <laughs> Unbelievable. Tubbs, are you the engineer on the podcast? <laughs> no, that's Easton's game. Oh, Easton, you got shut out. <laughs> okay, let's start it off. Um, yeah, we are scrubbing in, and we are live. Um, yes. Ryan, yes. I'm glad that we could fit you in Thank you. our schedule to be on the show. It's very kind of you. It's really great to have you as a guest on here. I hear a lot about you day That's to day. That's true. Yeah. Um, Thank you. The one thing I, I've become familiar with is when I watch the videos of Tanya and, and you interacting about the podcast, you call me Rebecca. Yes. <laughs> and I haven't been called Rebecca since I was a young child. Yes. I'm so, trying to bring youth back to you. <laughs> it's triggering a little bit. So your parents called you Rebecca? <laughs> when I was in trouble. Oh, well, you're not. This is See, I'm actually showing you that Rebecca can be used as your name to not be in trouble as well. Okay, thank you. This is you. a successful Rebecca. This is a happy Rebecca. Okay, this great. This is Rebecca that lives with two sisters on the west side, Rebecca. Wow. This he is knows Rebecca who's, who's looked for love and is maybe still looking. I don't know. I, I haven't seen you uh, ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> but great to be a guest. Yeah, thank you for being here. I of mean, course. Tanya, this is your, I mean, are you in heaven <sighs> right now? I, like, I know it sounds so, like, cheesy, but I am so happy. Like, I don't even know what's happening to my heart because, like, this is my best friend. And, like, I mean, she knows everybody here. She hasn't met you officially, but it's just so cool to kind of, like, have it all in one place. Like, my heart is literally, like, bursting. I can't believe you haven't met Becca yet. But you know what I noticed about this podcast? What? They'll just talk. You don't have to answer anything. (laughs) They'll just sit back and lay low. Yeah, seriously. pressure's off. Well, here's the thing. So, If you're just joining us, we're taping, but we're live. So we're live, and Tanya's using this as an episode of our podcast. Yes. <laughs> if that makes any sense. So we do this segment on the show. It's called Ask a Guy. Is it popular? It's very popular. Yeah. Do you do it all the time? Um, we do it when we, can, when we can find guys. No, we do it Well, when we can find guys and also when we remember to do it. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever very meet organized. guys in real life, like out in the wild, and invite them to be a guest on your podcast? No. I would. Should. I think you should meet someone that you're interested in. And then bring them on as a guest on the podcast and then really get to know them and see if they pass the test. It's the podcast test. We could ask the guy who went out with the girl who loves Zac Efron. Oh, yeah. The guy you meet in the wild. Yeah. Like Becca, a guy that you see in your real life at the mall or that Tanya sees on a stationary bike. What, what we usually do is like we'll go out and then we'll like encounter people in the wild and then we'll talk about we, it on the we've podcast. Done, when she says that's what we usually do, we've done it once. So. <laughs> well, it's 831 now. Do we want to get to the segment? Yes. Okay. Right. So we, we asked um, listeners <laughs> what they would want to know from a guy and that is... You. Great. Do you okay. want to start off with one? So basically think of these as like rapid fire. So whatever just comes to your head. And do I answer them as me? Yeah. You, Ryan <laughs> as opposed C- to who else? For those of you listening that might not know, this is Ryan Seacrest, that he is a guest right now in the OR, <laughs> and he's about to do Ask a Guy. When do we get to plug my skincare line? At the end. Yeah. yeah. Oh. We're going to get to it. We know that's why you're here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Dr. Lynch will be very happy. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and ask this since Tanya doesn't have to ask about herself, but um, Channing wants to know what you love about Tanya. Everything. Everything. i tell you what I love about Tanya. She's very family-oriented. She is um, extremely passionate about everything that she does, and she almost to the point where I think sometimes it may affect her in not such a good way because she, she really like wants to do so well so badly that sometimes I think that's difficult for her, but 
I love the fact that her heart sometimes is the largest organ in her body. Aww. And I, I say it on the air. I really think she's a catch. I, I, I struggle every day with her struggle because I know what she is wants and is looking for. Right. And I know she'll find it, but man, I really want her to find it. It'd be a great show too when she finds it. <laughs> yeah. Great imagine content. That, that, that morning. Um, okay, this is a question. Do you send your guy friends texts like screenshots that you exchange with a girl crush to like analyze like girls do? No, but I know girls do that. Yeah. And mm. the only screenshots I grab are accidental of my home screen. I was gonna say, do you know how to do you know how to do you know how to take a screenshot? I don't, but I know accidentally do. There we go. Accidentally I get my home screen. Okay. You flip through my uh, my camera roll and it's like 12 12, 114, 153 home screen. And then like a selfie. Yeah, and then several because I I never get the right angle. (laughs) Um, When should the girl start offering to split the bill on dates or start paying half on the dates? That's a great question. You're listening to a segment of (laughs) Scrubbing In with Becca and Tanya that's live on KISS that will continue into a podcast one day. (laughs) For me, I like to pay. And so I think the question was, when should you expect them to split? Yeah, when should you start splitting? Like When When should the girl start offering if if possible? I don't. This I, I don't mind not offering. I actually enjoy um, being able to offer something, and I en- enjoy generosity. So I don't expect anyone to offer to split. But I know that it's something that we've talked about on the show mm-hmm. a lot, and so I think it doesn't necessarily have to be a tit for tat split. I think it may just be a gesture split. So I ask you, Becca, to dinner, mm-hmm. and we go to dinner. Well, I should take care of dinner. I asked you out. But then maybe you invite me to go do something cool or fun that's a gesture. Like ice and cream. It's not, okay. it's, not, it's not the same. I don't think of it in terms of like splitting it down the middle. It's just like I planned this, so I'm going to take care of it. Yeah, and I think that in a relationship or in the beginning of a relationship, it's a seesaw of things, right? It's a seesaw of thoughtfulness. Hmm. Great so, question. So I've always thought if you great, go on a date. Great question or great answer? <laughs> great question? It was a great question. You like <laughs> the answer? Okay, I, liked your answer. I liked the, the answer, too. Why, you like, like why are you being so mean to him? I'm not. <laughs> wow. Do they beat the guests up like this all the time? I just mean you. Right. Okay. One more, and then we have to take a break on Kiss. Okay. At what age range do you think most men are ready to settle down? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, it really depends on the guy. I think that growing, it also depends on how you grew up. Because where I grew up, everyone went to high school, college, and got married and had kids immediately. Mm-hmm. And then I pursued my career, which set m- me back on thinking, on focusing on that. And so it kind of depends what's on your plate, and it's different for every guy. But I don't believe in putting an age on something. And I would say, Tanya, you don't believe that either. I'm totally with you. Right, I was interested to see what you were going to say to that. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with the tail end of this. And, of course, during these commercials, we will finish this. That you'll hear on the podcast, which will be when? Posted when? Next, Monday. Yeah, next Monday. All right. That has been Scrubbing In with Becca. <laughs> Coming back with Disneyland tickets. Okay, so Ryan just went on commercials. So we're going to talk about Bolin Branch Perfect. while he's doing that. Um, you just moved into your new place. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you got a new bed, right? A new mattress? Yeah, I got a new bed. Um, it actually came with sheets. Not what you want. No. I'm getting Bolin Branch sheets for my new king-size bed. What are you going to do with the old sheets? Well, you have a set that's like you keep in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, like, like washing them. Like yeah. Set, They're like yeah. the... Yeah, when yeah. to stock, when to rock. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really wow. excited. Um, well, I can tell you, because I have been sleeping on my Bolin Branch sheets for a long time, that they are the most comfortable, softest sheets that I've slept on. They're my favorite. 
and they started off soft. Like I slept on them, you know, when I got them. And then as I've washed them, which I wash my sheets, I have two sets of sheets as well. And I wash them probably like once a week, you know, so they've been washed a lot and they're super soft um, because they're made from pure 100% organic cotton. And I mean, what are you most excited about? Because I've talked about Bowling Branch for a while now. Now you're going to get to experience I them. know. I'm like really excited because I feel like it changes your whole bedroom experience. It truly does. It really does. Because if you don't have soft sheets, then you're not getting good sleep. No. And I've been getting okay sleep in my new place. I'm not going to lie. It hasn't been the greatest sleep, but I think it's because- Because you're hearing the noises and everything. Yeah. just like All unfamiliar. Un- unfamiliar. So I just need to get used to it. But I think that the Bowling Branch sheets are really going to help, you know- yeah. Ease the atmosphere. Ease the atmosphere. Um, the great thing is that you can try Bowl and Branch for a whole month. And if they're not the most comfortable that you've ever slept on, you can send them back for a refund. So there's no risk to try. Plus, you'll get $50 off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com if you use promo code Becca. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com. Promo code Becca for $50 off of your first set of sheets. One more time. That's bowlandbranch.com. Promo code Becca. Becca. Okay, so are we just keep are we gonna keep going with ask a guy questions? Yeah, <laughs> whatever you want. It's your segment. Listen, this is a new way of doing things. I'm not familiar with all this. Natalia. Okay, Natalia wants to know what makes a guy want to date a girl and not just hook up with her. What makes a guy want to date a girl and not just hook up? I'm not so sure it's the girl. I think it's the guy. And the guy has to be in a headspace of wanting to mm. pursue a relationship. I don't know that you as the woman can make that happen or not happen wow great answer oh, that's actually a very enlightening answer short and sweet yeah. <laughs> okay okay um letty wants to know what is one thing that you would advise your younger self letty b uh letty xoxo i like the first part of it it's so generic what would you advise your younger self i think it's a good question Look, if the, the rest two of you of aren't going to rehearse this before the no, podcast, listen. I can't be a part of this dispute. <laughs> said, what is one thing you would advise your younger self when it comes to dating specifically? But what she is, cut that off. What, Tanya, why are you <laughs> changing the questions from the actual audience? <laughs> like That's not what Letty intended. Letty <laughs> intended what Becca just said. Becca's right. You should ask the actual question. <laughs> Gosh. You, you, you don't see us like changing the answers of the artists that come in here. Because I you was know gonna what Ariana Grande told us once? Well, she told us she likes green. Yeah. Well, she really likes blue. I was going to ask you that, and then once you gave the answer, if it wasn't involving dating, I was going to say, and what would be your dating question? Oh, all right. She consolidated. So yeah. the question is, what would I tell my younger dating self? Yes. Yeah. I think I was going to say patience. I was going to say patience, right? Because I think as a younger self, you're so panicked and overthinking and paranoid about doing something right and wrong and overanalyzing. And then when you get older, I think you realize that there's a process and, and you can be a little bit more patient when it comes to it. Um, so I guess patience would be what I'd say. It's a great answer. Does that mean, d- did you like rush into relationships when you were younger? I like, think you when just I was... Wanted- I think love. when I was, I think when I was, yes, I'm sure. Because you wanted love. But I think when I was younger, I was, uh, I was so focused on everything that I moved to LA to do, and I didn't also think that you could balance having a relationship in the same way at the same time. And so, therefore, I would want to hurry up, and you know, it's, uh, it's the weekend, so we should go out. And then Tuesday, I can't even think about dating till Thursday. You know, right. I just thought yeah. of it like that. I didn't think of it in sort of a more fluid way. Yeah. 
Should we talk about this now? Yeah, yeah they don't please. Love that answer. Okay, so I want to I want to talk about why Becca's you came like, oh. on the podcast. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, it's your line with Dr. Lancer. It's called Polished. The website oh. is polishedbydrlancer.com. You know about it. I know about it. I actually did some research on it, and you want to know why I really like this? Tell me. Because a lot of guys, I feel like they don't they don't buy skincare for themselves, and this your entire line is very digestible. There's like a face scrub, a, a, a shave and cleanser, a moisturizer, a serum, and a lip lip care. It's very digestible, easy steps for men to use. And it's, and let me tell you this, it, it is, it's science. What's in these, these tubes are science from Dr. Lancer, who's a very, very, very famous dermatologist here in Southern California. And I had known him for years and I would go to his office every once in a while and I asked him, I said, look, I know a lot of people, men and women, but more women come in here. You, we there should be something that's inviting for men to use to maintain wellness and longevity and really take care of themselves because I think especially with today's Instagram world people want to look their best every day all the time and this is a way to do it that's really self-explanatory and it's based on science from a doctor not aromas and smooth creams and perfumes right I mean Dr. Lancer's like super legit yeah, that's what that's what it says on his Harvard degree. <laughs> well, he went to Harvard, and at that bottom it says uh, it graduated as super legit. Well, the thing I actually tell a lot of people when they ask me about you because you're in, you're involved in so many things, like you're a producer, a host, you know, so you have your line at Macy's, but you don't just put your name on something like you really are involved from the process. Well, and this one doesn't even have my name on it because it is such his formulas. I just wanted to be a part of what he's doing, mm-hmm. uh, business partner. But anyway, thank you for bringing it up. I do say, you know, check this out, especially for your guy. Mm-hmm. This is like really great for your guy. And I, I believe that it does help maintain wellness and longevity. And it's something that, guys, we want to we wanna take care of ourselves for you. And it's affordable and for too, right? Yeah, it it's super affordable. I mean, thirty dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah. Where, Tanya, just as we wrap up the podcast, where would you get it? It's <laughs> polished by drlancer.com. It will make a wonderful Thanksgiving or Christmas gift. Thanksgiving, I love gift. a good Thanksgiving <laughs> gift. Yeah, for your man, <laughs> Tanya, you, you and you and Becca should keep these at your apartments, and then if a guy ever comes over, it's a little oh, hey, so look what cute. I do you, do you know you Robert used to say that he would all, all he used was a washcloth and water, and I'm like, Ew. why aren't you taking? Yeah, who's Robert? My ex boyfriend. Oh. I look at the tone of when they saw these. He's such a nice guy, too. That's ex boyfriend. No, Robert. Robert needs some polish. Are I know. Robert needs Robert? polish. You want me to uh, reach out? Or you you know, we're out? both friends with him, so I yeah. think he could benefit from either of us having it at our homes. <laughs> Don't know what that meant. That Does came across wrong. Is he still coming to your place? You no, know, but no. that, you know, oh. just in case he happened to make a stop over, I'd have some ready for him. But that's a really good idea. Single girls should have yeah. this in their bathroom. It's just like Along some... with the beer and the jalapeno poppers. <laughs> Thank you. It's just like Tubbs has told me that he has hair ties at his place. Wow. <laughs> He's taking notes from you. You should have polished by Dr. Lancer shaving cream and lip balm. Not a bad idea. It's really not. The lip balm might not be shareable, though. That's why. That's why he. So have multiples of those. (laughs) Yeah, you you don't let them reuse it. You give it to them as a gift. gift. (laughs) (laughs) It's a party favor. She has for every guy that comes over. Same bottle. You know, when Wheel of Fortune, when you you go home, you take a vacuum cleaner. Here, you take home some skincare, and you can keep that. It's a party gift. Thank you. It's brought to you by Polish. Well, Becca and uh, Tanya. It's been great to see you guys work as a team in your scrubs. 
I don't know why you don't bring Becca around more often. She's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. What's the deal, Tanya? Becca, are you single? <laughs> um, you know, I'm in the dating world. I'm not necessarily single. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Really got into that. <laughs> well, we were gonna give out. We we're gonna t- invite people to call into the podcast. Well, why, we can still do that now. Well, we can't because we've already taped this. Oh. So if they call in, they're gonna get someone just to press play here, uh, and, and they're listening to it on their phone. But aren't we gonna go back on Kiss? Uh, look, I'll run that show. Look at scrubbing in with uh, Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad on iHeartRadio. <laughs> Thank you so much for scrubbing in. It really yeah. means the world. It's a pleasure to be here in the OR. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That thrills me. I wish you could call time of death for us. Maybe we could get well, What's time of death? That's Every when we end we, the podcast. Yeah. We call time of death. All right. Well, well how do you call it? Well, well do you it. Have to hit it. Oh, we, oh, it just died. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, so dramatic. That's when you're supposed to say yeah, the time. we didn't get a time for you. You're supposed to say time of death, 8.44 a.m. Oh, uh, 8.44 a.m. and Demi Lovato's song ends in 30 seconds. Okay. Go <laughs> that was good. Sorry, not sorry. It's Demi Lovato, 102.7. It's Kiss FM 8.44. We have uh, Miss Tati's horoscopes coming in a few. And we just wrapped up the podcast during that song and those commercials. You'll hear that podcast posted on Monday. But we went on for a few more minutes during all of that. And you guys asked very, I see why this podcast has heat. It's very good questions. And mm-hmm. you actually are really interested in the answers. Thank you. Well, they <laughs> benefit us all. Yeah. The answer, when we do the Ask a Guy, it helps us all. That's Becca Tilly from the podcast <laughs> right That's there. Me. Yeah. I no, think, Becca, I think... Becca actually, it's like, she's like nodding her head. And before she asks the next question, she's like letting it digest. And yeah. then she goes to the next one. <laughs> I think the thing that we've realized is like, our, especially like our podcast and our listeners, we're all just kind of trying to figure it out together. So everybody just benefits from literally every part of it because we're all just kind of going through it together. Yeah. So thank you for letting me be a guest. Sissini, you should be a guest sometime. Yeah, I would love to. Well, <laughs> Can't wait. Can I have scrubs? Yeah, I was going to say you have to scrubs. <laughs> now the two of you are going to be out doing an appearance. Are you on a tour as well? Are you like Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper? Is <laughs> there a plug? Yeah, um, a plug. Beck our, and Tanya are going to be a Planet Blue in Santa Monica. Yeah. Oh. Well, we're having a voting party. So people can come and vote at Planet Blue. We're going to be there for two hours, and there's going to be, like, food. and Yeah. In case you were wondering what we're voting for, in case you didn't hear before, we're nominated for a People's Choice Award. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not the midterms you're promoting? <laughs> no. no. The People's not Choice this Award. time. Not tonight, People's Ryan. Choice Awards Tour? Voting party tonight. Oh, could you also include their live with Kelly and Ryan? And- for sure. Yeah. So they're basically American setting up Idol. like laptops and stuff for people to come and like vote. Is there so anything, awesome. Is yeah. there anything on that sheet that we did not get to that you know you want to ask to the room here? Uh, Becca, I will let you as the guest of honor. Oh, thank you. I this makes know. me so happy. Is this for me in general? Or no, this me? is for you to ask us, I think. Um, I was just thinking, I mean, this isn't that like entertaining or anything, but you know, I woke up this morning. I normally don't wake up before around nine o'clock. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Do you know This is what Dr. A Pepper and yeah, I know. That's Dr. Like, Pepper? Yeah, I don't really drink coffee. <laughs> but I put it in Why a coffee. You been hiding cup. her. This is a whole study. <laughs> a study. You don't wake up before nine in the morning? Yeah, rarely. Dr. Pepper in a coffee mug. <laughs> Everything's awesome. changed in my mind. She texted me this morning when she was driving here, and she goes, I don't know how you do this plus, every day. Plus hours way before 
what I've experienced. Uh, well, what's the point? I when love you bring her. this up living in your <laughs> ha- heavenly universe over there. Anyways, it's, it's, I was waking it's 8:47. up. 847, you're about to wake up 13 <laughs> yeah. minutes from now. I know. If you know, that's an early day. Um, but <laughs> I woke up and I thought it was around like 6:15 and I thought it's okay after this, you don't really have um, anything until later this afternoon. You can take a nap. And then I started thinking, does Ryan Seacrest get to take naps ever in his life? Interesting. When was the last time you got to take a nap? That's interesting that that was the question that you thought. <laughs> That's all my brain has m- gotten out so far of this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, by nature, am not a great napper. And if I try to do it, I lay there and I get frustrated that I'm not napping. And so it defeats the whole purpose of napping. I do try it every once in a while. Interesting. But I'm not great at it. <laughs> Even just 15 minutes will make such a difference. Yeah, people say that. <laughs> but Try. I'm, I'm now I'm I don't know if it's resentment, but I feel some emotion <laughs> that she sleeps till nine every morning. And that's an early that's day. An early day. It, what would you call that emotion we're feeling, Tanya? Um, well, she loves the morning. Beach day uh, on a Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> no, what did I see this morning? I, I saw this morning one of the in, we just talked about Instagrammers how they are making money and they're going right. to Beach Day Tuesdays <laughs> and they're like here's my favorite mocktail. Yep. <laughs> totally. Um, I saw one this morning where he's in uh, a burgundy suit and it was like uh, do you know which one I'm talking about, Mark? Can you pull it up so I can read it directly on Instagram? <laughs> I, I thought of you guys because it was like you know the Instagrammers we we interviewed them. It, I still think it's crazy. They're making a living, and they're uh, posting these pictures, right? I mean, good for them. But, uh, oh, it's from one of those guys I follow that I like, but I also get frustrated by. Because he's, you know, built and always in great clothes. Mm -hmm. And every day he's under the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) (laughs) Every day. (laughs) So today he's, oh, and this was from yesterday. So I just scrolled and saw it today. But he's, like, in this burgundy, beautiful suit. He's sitting on a rock in front of what looks to be the Hudson River. And his caption is, here's looking at you Monday. (laughs) (laughs) He got paid $10,000 or something for that. Yeah, probably. He's done. Yep. Becca, he's got a better schedule than you have. No, that's kind of my schedule. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what I do, Ryan. Aside from this podcast, I am those people. Ryan, I know you have like a million other things (laughs) happening right now. So go, go, go. We got this. Yeah, we can handle it from there. Because this actually works out perfectly, Becca, because what do we want to talk about? We want to talk about Helix sleep. That's right. After we talked about the life that I live of sleeping in often. Yeah. Um, Because when you have a good mattress, it makes sleeping in ideal. I mean, honestly, I love sleep. If if people are like, what are your three favorite things? I think sleep is in my top you know, top three. Um, A lot of people use noise machines or essential oils to fall asleep, but maybe the reason people aren't sleeping is because their mattress just isn't that great because it sucks. Well, do you know why? Why? Because it wasn't designed for you. Uh Well, Helix Sleep built a sleep quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and they use the answers to match your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress. Whether you're a slide sleeper or a hot sleeper, you like a plush or a firm bed with Helix, there's no more guessing or confusion. Yeah, so just go to helixsleep.com slash Becca, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. It's like custom made for you yeah and for couples helix can even split the mattress down the middle providing like individual support needed on either side which is really cool yeah ideal if you're sleeping with someone who has a different um preference of mattress Mm -hmm. than you Mm -hmm. otherwise you need two separate rooms or twin beds which is awkward
<laughs> they have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for free for 100 nights risk-free. Yep. So right now, Helix is offering up to $125 off of all mattress orders. Get up to $125 off at helixsleep.com slash Becca. That's helixsleep.com slash Becca for $125 off of your mattress order. Again, that's helixsleep.com slash Becca. If we could do Scentbird now, too, that will really make everything easier the rest of the way. Okay. This is a big show and possibly our best show ever. It could be our best show ever. Yeah. We're be. about to have an iconic duo in the OR. I- iconic. This is, we, we didn't think this would happen because we thought we ruined it. But you know what they say. What do they say? If at first you don't succeed, <laughs> dust yourself, dust yourself off, off and, try. and try again. And we have been we trying, 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 and guess what? They're about to be yeah. in here. We Fantastic. have been dusting, dusting, dusting. Mm-hmm. Um, but before they get here, yes. Do you smell good? Do you feel good for them to come in? You feel? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, feeling fresh. fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, let me tell you about Scentbird. It is a luxury perfume subscription service. So, I always do this and I've said before one of my favorite compliments that people give me is when they tell me that I smell good which I feel like the guys in here tell me that I always feel a little weird about that though is that flirty because I don't ever want to be seen as that and sometimes I say well you smell great I I I get a vibe like oh I think it's also very like I know that sounds weird but you know how like sometimes when you wake up in the morning and you just smell like you feel like you smell like sleep Mm mm-hmm I always like am paranoid that I smell like sleep. I shower right when I wake up, and I like I, I never want to. You're sm- a morning shower and night. I shower twice a day. Wow! Because I don't want to smell like sleep. So if somebody was to compliment me on my scent, I would be over the moon. Okay. Yeah, I love when people tell me I smell great, and I never take it as flirting. No, um, but I walk by people all the time, and I think I have a really strong nose for bad and good smells. So it's it's evil and good. Um, but I always will be like that. That girl has an amazing perfume on. So a lot of the perfumes are super expensive. Gucci, Prada, Dolce & Gabbana. They can get really pricey. But Scentbird.com keeps you smelling good month after month. Yep. And they have 450 design brands. And you choose one every month. So there's Prada, there's Gucci, Kate Spade, Nest, and more. You can try exactly the brands you want. It's the real deal. And it's kind of like a monthly scent adventure. Yeah, we love monthly subscriptions here. So anything that offers a monthly subscription where you can try something that you love in a, you know, small dosage to where you're not paying these like super expensive prices to to have something that you don't even know if you love for sure. Mm -hmm. That's why I like it. Yep. With this exclusive offer offer you'll get 50 percent off your first month today that's only 750 for your first perfume that's scentbird.com slash scrubbing in and use our code scrubbing in for 50 percent off of your first month yeah that's s-c-e-n-t bird.com slash scrubbing in scentbird.com slash scrubbing in um okay I, i what can we do the paging what does that mean Paging. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Sorry. Wow. We always forget it, and it always kills me every time. I know. Every time. Paging Dr. Tilly and Dr. Red. Now we can catch up. <laughs> yeah, now I feel ready. Yeah. I knew something was missing. First yeah. of all, who's coming in late? Let's not uh, belabor it anymore. Who's coming in? Sarah Drew. What? Justin Oh, Brunich. sorry. No, no, no. Wait. Can we do that again? Yeah. Okay. 
Sarah Drew and Justin Bruning, also known as April and Matthew from Grey's Anatomy. And like we just had Ryan Seacrest on earlier. This is our best show ever. This This is is a big show. This is like a Tonight Show lineup. Yeah. This is a big, big deal. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's the People's Choice Award nomination, <laughs> yeah. but it might be the People's yeah. Choice Award nomination. It's up in our game. Yeah, it's given, just the nomination is giving us some street cred that we didn't have before. Yeah. So that was like really cool, first of all, that Ryan portion just blessed my heart. Yeah, that was super fun. Yeah. I woke up early for that. And you were here early, which I appreciated. Yeah. I was here because, you know, you don't keep Ryan Seacrest waiting Because he's got things to do. Like, if you miss the boat, you miss the boat. Truly. I don't want to miss the boat. What time did your alarm go off? 6.15. Ooh. Horrible. Wow. It was dark outside. (laughs) You know what's dark every day when Tanya and I wake up? I know. It's like, I don't think our bodies are supposed to be. It's unhealthy to be up when the sun's still down. But there is something about seeing the sunrise every morning. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, it's and beautiful. What a great way to start also your day. beautiful, the sunset. We're awake yeah. for that too. Yeah, yeah. We get to see the full spectrum. Yeah, yeah. that's exciting. I'll get to see everything happen. <laughs> yeah. It's so I feel like I'd get overwhelmed seeing both every day, so I stick with one okay. or the okay. other. And it happens to be the latter. <laughs> All right. The latter of the two. But that made me really happy. He sent over some of his um polished men's line. Great for you. So make sure you take that home today. Love a good men's product. Wait a I'm the, I'm a guy. Why don't I want some? Yeah, I know. I'll share. I'll share with both of you. Why does Becca get the polished? I'll well, share. he sent it to to the both of us to say thank you for having having him on. And we can do with it what we want. And yeah. I'll share mine with you oh, guys. Thank Same. You. That's nice. Yeah, Thanks. they're starter kits. Yeah, we'll we'll set you up with the starter kit. Don't worry. What about time it. do you go to bed at night? Uh, it kind of depends, but I'm I'm kind of around like midnight. Midnight to 11? That is a lot of sleep. I don't sleep till 11. You, I thought 10. you said. No, ten. I said I don't like to wake up. What, is it before 10? Yeah. That's a lot of sleep. I know, but on I'll be honest. Like my natural body normally wakes up around 8, 39. Mm-hmm. And then you, do you lay there? Sometimes. Yeah, sure. Sometimes I doze back off and <laughs> wake up and I feel terrible because I'm like groggy. <laughs> I just like, but honestly, Sometimes when I know I have to wake up early the night before, I just am already feeling this like nauseous feeling in my stomach. It's so funny to me because even on the weekends when I can sleep in, I sleep till like maybe eight o'clock. And that's like, I'm like, whoa, it's eight. I need to like get things moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel You're all, I've too. wasted so much of my day already. Kinda. That's 7.30 Brooklyn's on top of me on the weekends, which is a great way to wake up yeah. in the morning when then she'll go downstairs and I'll, I'll I'll sometimes try to go back to sleep, but it's it's that's too much. Does it's your wife sleep, sleep in? Sometimes, okay. yeah. Sometimes I'll get up at that point and she can stay in bed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Compromise. Um, I just want to talk about the fact that I saw A Star is Born last night and it... Really destroyed my soul. But the really cool thing is that we're sitting in the theater. I'm with my friend Taylor. And went to Olive Garden before. Which I saw the tweets. fully delicious. <laughs> oh, my God. What did you get? Best life. Okay. I went to Olive Garden, and I got the soup salad breadsticks. I got the minestrone soup. The breadsticks were perf- baked to perfection. By the way, other restaurants I've been to have tried the Olive Garden breadsticks. They're not. They're they not the same it. thing. No. You're like, oh, they're just like it. No, they're not. Not the same. And then I really wanted pasta, but I didn't want a full order because I knew I'd already be so full. And he said, you can get a side of fettuccine Alfredo. So now I know what I'm doing. 
I'm going to get the soup salad breadsticks and then a side of fettuccine Alfredo. Fantastic. I felt so horribly full afterwards, mm. but wow, it was one of those experiences where I'm like, this is why I love the OG. I'm a, Anyways. I'm a, what's the Super Toscana? I'm, I, I love that. If oh. I'm going to get the soup salad breadsticks, yeah. the Super Toscana is pretty amazing. Easton? I mean, I just went to Olive Garden like kind of for the first time recently. Uh, so I don't know. I, I got the tour of Italy. When That's I the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's chicken parmesan and lasagna and fettuccine Alfredo, right? It is. Oh. And I also got the fried lasagna per bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, the lasagna Frida. Tanya can't relate God, to any of so really this. I don't think like, I've... I don't think I've ever eaten at Olive Garden. Why? You eat Italian food. Yeah. When you're there, you're family. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, maybe we should go. That maybe might be a should. scrubbing in, like, family dinner. Road trip. <laughs> Road trip. Well, there's one in Burbank. Oh, they're all over the place. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, not really. Not in L.A. Really? We yeah. have one out where I live in Thousand Oaks. Oh, so there's Culver City, Burbank, and then, I guess, Thousand Oaks. Oh, gosh. Maybe Glendale. Um, so the cool part is I'm sitting, we're sitting in our seats, and this really large tall muscular man walks by and like well he stopped kind of next to my chair because we were in like the front row so there was a big gap between the really front row seats if that makes sense like the walkway Mm -hmm. and he stopped and he looked at us and then he kept walking out to where the door entry was and he looked back and I made eye contact with him and then he turned around and he looked again so I started to panic because I go into this like dark place because of that shooting that one time and oh gosh yeah, I was like, Taylor, I was like, did you see that guy? And she was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, that was weird. So I'm sitting there, like, in my head thinking about it. And then this guy walks by, and I, like, happen to look up, and it's A-Rod. Wow. No. Yeah. And so I look at Taylor, and she's like, that was a security that, like, that was, like, oh. standing right there. I was like, oh, my gosh, you're so right. So he goes and sits down. Literally, the seat's right behind us. And then all of a sudden, the previews start playing, and J-Lo's right behind me. <gasps> And it's like her voice. We're just like, what's she here at the Century City Mall? It was like nine fifteen last night. So I don't know who they were with. It seemed like two friends and then security. If you're J Lo and A Rod, can't you get a screener? They're going to an AMC. That's yeah, amazing. It's like so <laughs> you're right. You know they have a, a screening room in their home. Guys, yeah, maybe like, they want the experience of it. It is an no. experience going to a movie. Yes, would, it is. No, but oh, I, would, I, I would happily give up that experience to, to have watch their it at money. Home, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, so yeah. It's not like they're watching it on, a, on an I- iPad. Right. They, I'm sure their screen at home is as big as the one in that theater. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I didn't wow. ask them about their home theater. is <laughs> like, I didn't turn around and say, why aren't you always watching this at home? I And so, like, the whole time, like, during the movie, she would just make, like, little comments, like, <gasps> about, like, you know, at one scene, it shows Lady Gaga in, like, a studio, and she's like, oh, yeah, that's just, like, the worst. Like, that's so uncomfortable. And I was like... Like I'm getting like the inside. Yeah, you're getting like the J Lo version of a yeah, star. Yeah, and born. she looked like casual, but she still looked so glam. And I was just like, oh, it was cool though. They were just like right behind us. It's weird because like her voice is so familiar. Yeah, and she's just like in the seat behind me. Kicked that my is, chair a few times. That is weird. I would be like, what? Because she's like a big star. Both of them. What was really the vibe in the theater when those two walk in? There's got to be a buzz. No one knew. Really? It was the craziest thing. Yeah, it's like, dark, no. and like you're not really like watching people as they walk in. And like, like I guess no one would expect those two to walk in. But like, the thing about like, her, and I've had the pleasure of meeting her through Ryan a couple of times, mm-hmm. she's very real. Okay, mm-hmm. I know that's silly to say. Um, yeah, but she is. So it's funny that during the movie, she's making little comments, just like anybody else would make little comments uh-huh. during yeah. the movie. They have snacks with them? Oh my gosh, their security guard was they were brought them like tons of popcorn, snacks, water, sodas, everything. Right. Yeah. It was cool. I mean, That's it was awesome. like, yeah, That's it was so cool. cool. 
Y'all thought I was just going to say I went to a movie. Which would have been see, fine. Nope. Yeah. I, got, I got a riveting from the peanut gallery next to me. The J-Lo commentary. <laughs> A riveting. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys are talking about uh, Olive Gardens in Southern California when our listeners are all over the country. They all eat Olive Garden except you. Yeah, so who's the unrelatable the one you're, here? Yeah. You're not very relatable on this topic, are you, Tanya? Sorry, hit up a chain every once in a while, Tanya. Yeah. Kind of an elitist. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I like my mom and pops. I'd like to support my local. Uh, That's important, too. My yeah. local peeps. You didn't okay. say anything to J-Lo and A-Rod? You know, I almost turned around because I watched uh, The Wedding Planner the other day and I almost was like, I just watched The Wedding Planner. And then I thought, I'm going to do something weird that makes this really uncomfortable for everyone. So I'm just going to say, like, they sat behind me and it, we all enjoyed our yeah. experience. Just like you almost ruined it with Sarah Drew, you could have ruined it with JLo as well. Yeah. So now maybe since you didn't, she'll be on this podcast one day. <laughs> That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Aren't her and Ryan friends? For sure. Yeah. First First down, Ryan. Next up, J-Lo. Yeah. That was a moment for me. We were in Ryan's American Idol dressing room, and uh, we were waiting for him to come in after American Idol to do some stuff for the radio show. And she was supposed to be interviewed for the radio show, and she got there first. So for 10 minutes, we're waiting for Ryan. It's me and Jennifer Lopez and a couple of others. And we're just talking. And she's so normal and wonderful. And a lot of swearing, which I find endearing for some (laughs) reason. And then Ryan comes, and she goes, oh, you have to see my new video. And so she shows him the new video, and so it's, I'm standing in between them, and they're sitting in chairs watching this video, and I'm standing behind them also watching the video. And I had that moment of, how in the world did I get here? Right. I'm just a schmuck from Madison, Wisconsin. (laughs) And here I am standing with Ryan Seacrest and Jennifer Lopez watching her new video in a dressing room at CBS Television City in Hollywood. It is pretty crazy. Bizarre. Bizarre. Anyway. I like when you have those moments, though, because Tanya and I were talking about the other day. She... What were we? Oh, because she got invited to go to the Drake concert. And how I was talking about how we get so jaded about like all these amazing because like we're like it's our normal lives. Like these huge stars come into the studio and y'all are kind of like, all right, uh, they're like the guests. It's like our work for the day. (laughs) But it's like these people like all over the world are just like idolizing these people. Yeah. It was actually funny. The other day I was having breakfast with my parents in my new hood and um. Now Horn was there, so I was like chatting with him for like whatever while he was waiting for his food, and then he left. Do you and approach him? How do you approach him? Because I feel like his he guards came up. To me. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. you! Wow! Wow! Oh my god! He was like two, two people <laughs> behind me in line, so we kind of like made eye contact at the same time, and we we're like, "Oh my gosh!" Blah 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 blah. And I turn and I go walk. I'm walking back to like uh, to sit down with my parents, and I see the the girl at the table behind me, and she's like, "Oh my god, that's Niall Horan!" And I was like. Yeah, like you don't realize it because we're we are in it so but much. But good we're on so him involved. for making eye contact too, because you think of these people having hats down, sunglasses, mm-hmm. nobody see me, nobody see me. But he's looking around, he's making eye contact. Hey, Tanya, how you doing? How are you? He was with his best friend, chatting with his best friend. That's awesome. Or, yeah, he's so cool. No glasses. That's Going great. Out in the wild. Tell us about your new hood. Tell us about your new apartment. I'm obsessed with my new hood. Uh-huh. Like, I think I'm going to thrive in Studio City. I really, truly think you'd thrive anywhere. <laughs> no. I actually was telling Mark I was having dinner with my parents the other night, and I looked gross, and I have makeup on, and I had this, like, hat on, and, like, this table is, like, guys and girls, and this one, like, really cute guy kept looking over at me, and I was like, all right, like, yeah. So I get up to, like, go to the bathroom, and I'm walking back to my table, and this girl goes, Tanya? And I was like, turn around, and I walk over to the table, and she's like, we all listen to the morning show. We're obsessed. Like, we wanted to come over and say hi to your table. We didn't want to bother you. So when you went to the bathroom, and I was like, so that's why the guy was like, because that was her husband. 
Oh. So they were all probably like, oh, she's sitting over there. And I thought he was like looking at me to like look at me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, oh, this is listener's husband. Yeah. But still so cute. And they were like, if you want to come out with us, we're going to go down like two it was like two bars over from where we were. Like, come out with us. They all hit me up on DM. I DM'd them all back. I was like, let's be friends. Nice. Wow. Yeah. And, you, and you gave treats to all your neighbors. I gave treats to all my neighbors. One of them actually responded and came to my house with like a little note. And then I went back to her house and we hung, hung out for like 10 minutes. Wow. She's super cute. While she made dinner. While she made dinner. <laughs> oh my God. Tanya gave them all. What was the candy you gave them? I bought like toffee and and chocolate brittle. Yeah. The note said, my name is Tanya, and I just moved into the building. Just wanted to say hi, enjoy, smiley face. Yeah. Isn't that sweet? Very sweet. To and, the point, simple. Yeah. She is so thriving in Studio City. She has stopped wearing a hat when she jogs. What does that mean? Well, because I usually always wear a hat because of the sun. I don't want to get like, I just yeah. don't want the sun on my face. But oh. there's so many cute guys like ride driving by and stuff that you don't really make eye contact when you're wearing a hat. Does that make sense? Like you're you're not really, driving by. Yeah, driving by in a or car? like yeah. Like are they gonna make a quick U turn? You come never to- know, Becca Tilly. You never know. <laughs> and there's also cute ones walking dogs. I mean, they're all over. Okay, the walking makes sense to me, but a guy driving by and then like slamming on his brakes in L.A. traffic. It just <laughs> takes one look. Isn't that what they say? I don't know what they say. One but... look can change your world. Who's ever said that? It's a song. One look can change the world. It's like an old song. I don't know if that's the one accurate. kiss is all it takes. Yeah, falling in love with me, right, Dear Lipa? Um, but yeah, so I started. I've stopped. I'm just putting sunscreen on and just going rogue. That's an effort. Because I want to like make eye contact. The daily sunscreen to make the eye contact. Wow. Have you seen it? Like, have you had any moments or like conversations? No. Okay. A little preoccupied, like trying to make a home, but. (laughs) Trying to make a home. I feel good. But you have your polished products ready for when they're ready to come hang out. I don't have much in my apartment, but I have polished products, beer in the fridge, and jalapeno poppers in the freezer. Wow. (laughs) No furniture, but I got all this stuff manifesting. Guys are going to like the jalapeno poppers. Yeah. That's good. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I, I can't find any lyrics to say one look can change the world. I'm not sure what I you're referring to. it's an Eric to. Clapton song. Okay, we can. We can change the world. It's just we. Yeah, we can change the world. Oh, wait, no. What's the... No, it's the Michael... Um, It's the Michael Jackson song that he did with the whole... Uh, with the ensemble of people. We are the world. <laughs> well, there's that, yeah. yes. We Does he world. say anything about one look can change the world? I don't world think so. can change the world. <laughs> All right, talk about okay. what's going on with Teddy Mellencamp. Oh, we have a big week next week. On my birthday, we are filming a... Um, a real housewife well, workout with Teddy Mellencamp. And then do we know the two other or any of the other housewives that will be here? Mm. Kyle Richards is one, but is I think confirmed? the third is TBD. Oh, great. Okay. So Teddy, Teddy Mellencamp and um, Kyle Richards from Beverly Hills Housewives, mm-hmm. Housewives of Beverly Hills. And we're going to do a workout with them. And I believe they're filming it. For the TV show. The TV show. Oh. Yeah. So we're going to have, if people want to be, if you want to be a part of this workout and come and um, do the workout with us, me, Tanya, Teddy, Kyle, and another surprise guest. Yes. Um, you can email us at scrubbingin at iheartmedia.com. Um, I think there's going to be 15 
spot? Ten? I'm not ten sure. It's somewhere in that range. Yeah. So um, if you're interested, go ahead and email us and let us know if you'd like to come. It's next Monday, October 30th. Which is Becca's birthday. Which is my birthday. Golden birthday. Golden, golden birthday. birthday. Whoa. That was really loud. Sorry, I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my golden, golden birthday. How do you feel about turning 30? I'm very excited about it. I've watched a lot of my friends struggle with the big mm-hmm. three zero, but mm-hmm. I'm actually really excited. I'm in a good place, happy, healthy. I feel like uh, if things were like not going in a good direction, I could see where the three zero would kind of cause some anxiety, a little bit of anxiety, because I think people feel like, oh, I had all these dreams of what my life would look like when I was 30 and I'm not there yet. But I've actually never been one of those people who like had their life planned out. I think the only time I ever did that was when I was in like 18 in high school, I thought I'd be married with two kids by like 25. Right. But then like once that didn't happen, I just kind of was like, I'm just going to live my life because things change. And so I'm really excited about 30. I'm going to be celebrating it with my best friends in a undisclosed location. I don't know anything other than it's tropical. Oh, so, um, and I know like some of who's going, but I don't know everyone who's going, I don't think. So I'm, I think there's going to be a lot of surprises. Klein might show up. So. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. Oh, you be, know all the details? Yeah. Oh, not, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm, I actually took time off of work, which I don't think I've done in a really long time. You're going to be in this tropical location? I am. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Which I'm honored because you were not there last year and I missed you in our Nashville trip because yeah. we, we went to Nashville last year. I've like never been a huge like celebrator of my birthday and last, what? <laughs> no. Last year I went to Nashville and then this year is like a big deal too. So I feel like it's, you know, I'm finally ready to celebrate. Probably not Nashville this year. That's what I'm, I'm I think we yeah. cross that off not the possibility. Nashville. Oh, you're not. saying that like you're confirming that. Yeah. I will oh yeah, it's tropical. Ooh, tropical. Oh, well, you never know. Nashville's not very tropical. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah Drew. I'm not saying anything, but it's going to be amazing. <laughs> okay. Sarah Drew and Justin Bruning are going to be here in just a second. I'm so excited. It's exciting. Do you think she's going to remember when we were like freaks? <laughs> I don't know. I mean. I feel like I would remember freaks in my life, but she's probably experienced a lot of freaks. Yeah, true. As a Grey's Anatomy cast I member. guess I would just be like wondering. Because we, we think that they thought maybe we were patients at the hospital. <laughs> right. Because of, you know, they were like. We did tell her we had a podcast. Yeah, but we thought maybe <laughs> okay. she thought we were doing it from, you know. From there, because there is Ryan has a studio actually at Children's Hospital of Orange County. One of the really wonderful things Ryan does, yeah, with mm-hmm. his um, success, yes, is put children's hospitals in, and put radio and TV studios in children's hospitals all over America. I think he has ten of them. Yes, and we've been to a lot of them. It's pretty amazing. It is amazing, and it's a full on. It's exactly the studio that we're in right now, but it's in these hospitals, and it's, it's way nicer. Than yeah, a lot of them have yeah. a lot better equipment. Than and so the kids come down, and they can have like radio shows. They do bingo, well, and, and they go to the classrooms. The classrooms can all tune in or watch what they're doing and call in if yeah. they're not allowed to go down and visit. The, yeah, so whoever. every yeah every room, every patient's room has a TV in it, so that if they are too sick and they can't come in, they can see what's happening, especially when the celebrities come through. So it is really it's really cool. Really cool. Um, should we do third We should do love third and love then... and then get Sarah and uh, Justin. So they're doing a movie together, which is weird because... They were together. I'm yeah. Curious. We'll have to figure out how that turned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Um, let's talk about third love. Oh, yeah. I love 
You have what? You're very excited. Oh, I, re- I just like my bra that I got, got from them. Well, tell us about it. Why do you love it? So I got the strapless bra. And let me tell you, I'm not a fan of a strapless bra. They're uncomfortable. I'm always having to lift yeah. them. They're just the worst. This one is delightful. It is stays del- up. It stays up, fits me just right, and hits me in all the right places. Well, I think what Third Love is known for is finding the perfect fit. So they've used millions of real women's measurements, and they've designed the bras with the best sizes and shape in mind for a super impeccable fit and an incredible feel, which is literally what you just described. Yep. So basically their main thing is convenience. You skip the trip. You find your fit in 60 seconds with Third Love's online fit finder. You order it and then you try it on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. And they offer double the... They offer double the number of sizes that most other brands offer. So cups from A through H and bands up to 48. Yeah. And 50% of women fall in between standard cup sizes. So Third Love is inventing half cup sizing, which I don't know. I haven't seen that anywhere else. Mm -mm. Um, It's like if you look at a, a B cup and a C cup, the difference is astronomical. So you're like a B and a half? Yeah, because or a C minus. But I have to, or I in normal bras I have to wear a C, but I am not a C. Look at these little bad little babies. <laughs> well, they also have a new cotton collection. So Third Love takes its customer input very seriously, and they recently launched their most requested style, which is a cotton t-shirt, bra, and cotton underwear. It took two years to develop and perfect the cotton collection, which is made of premium cotton called Pima. And the result is a line of incredibly soft, smooth, and breathable bras and underwear you'll want to wear every day. Yep. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off of their first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash Becca now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off of your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash Becca. For 15% off today. Was I alone there? Well, I was trying to rephrase it. So that's thirdlove.com. Wait, go to, for 15% off today, go to thirdlove.com slash Becca. Third time's a charm. Whew. I am beyond excited for our, our first guest today. We've met Sarah Drew <laughs> at the Children's Hospital prom. Yes. Chalk prom. Do you remember this? Yes, I do. You remember us coming up yes, to you? Yes, I do. Okay. I do. You were very excited. And it was <laughs> very exciting to be there. <laughs> but you brought along another very special guest to us today. He's sitting in the special seat today with a golden <laughs> microphone. Justin, is it Bruning? Yeah, Am I saying it right? right? Just making sure. Good job. Um, first of all, I love that you remember that because we thought after we got back and we were talking about this on the podcast, like we met, we met Sarah, we met. Katerina and we did not play it cool. No, so like our chances cool. of ever getting her on the podcast have gone <laughs> away. You guys, but seriously, like, what is cool? Because if cool is disinterested and like calm, I'm I've never been cool in my life. <laughs> I mean, if enthusiasm isn't cool, I'm I definitely don't exist in the cool hemisphere. So I I, I love what you guys did. Oh, you got I'm great you. energy. Thank you. Because we you're were... my kind of cool. Okay, that's what we like to hear. <laughs> because, exactly like you know, hear. we were also on... <laughs> I'm really going to make it sound like freaks in a second. <laughs> we were on the carpet for Paley Fest. Oh, yeah. They, like, somehow <laughs> Amy got us on the carpet for Paley Fest, and we wore scrubs to interview everyone. That's <laughs> but, amazing. But no one really stopped by. Like, no one really <laughs> took us seriously. No, enough. Giacomo did. I know. No, I'm just saying, like... 
everyone kind of looked at us and we'd have to be like, come here, come here, come here. <laughs> and ultimately it ended up being us taking selfies with them more than any sort of interview. Cause we could tell they were like, please get me out of these, like out of the way of these girls. But you were like right next to us. And then they like pulled you away and took you away. So we were like, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I I, I, I didn't know. That <laughs> no, that it, was, you it wasn't you. <laughs> you radiate positivity. We yeah. are like all about you right now. Yeah. But you know what I really actually want to ask, talk to you guys about is like, we know you and your love story on Grey's Anatomy. Did you just happen to get this role in your new movie together? Or did you plan, did you do it together? Or how did that come about? No, I, so I I, um, I was actually pitching a, around town a book that I had optioned to try and turn into a film. And one of the pitches that I went to was the producer of this movie. And he, after I pitched, he pitched me on Indivisible. And after I read the script, I said, sure, I'd love to play this role, but I want to be an executive producer. And I want to bring in the right cast. And I want to do script notes and acting notes and be part of the post and all the stuff. So then I... I brought this guy. Oh, yeah. she's a she's a fantastic producer. There's a lot of dancing involved, but it's, dance she dances a lot. Like when she's happy, this is a whole nother level of what you're talking about earlier. This is like a lot of just arms flailing and dancing, and it's just amazing. That's I, mean, I started to look for it. Like it'd be fine. I like I, I don't I don't see a dance. That was terrible. Okay, you guys, we got to do it again. She does not. We got to make it. So true. I forgot about that. He'd oh, have yeah. to check and see if I was jumping like, up and down. Yeah, be like, be like yeah. oh, that was uh, a good take. Okay. Good. Yeah, that's a good take. Okay, we can move on. Cool. Like, if you didn't see the dancing, you'd be like, we got to do it. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, She's got to dance. Jason, we got to do this. Anyway. She's not dancing. It's terrible. Wait, I love that that you get this opportunity and you say, actually, I want to be a producer on this as well. Was that yeah. like a hard conversation to have, or like, how'd you go? Because a lot of girls listening to the mm-hmm. podcast want to do that in their yeah. careers but it's kind of an awkward conversation was it hard what i just keep learning in this industry is it doesn't hurt to ask you know like i i think we assume that we're not going to be given the things that we deserve and so we don't know how to ask for those things mm-hmm. and we're so deferential oftentimes i feel like at least i am in my experience like <laughs> i'm so sorry um but would you mind doing that thing you said you were gonna do like four <laughs> weeks ago it's totally fine if you don't want to but like totally it'd be really great if you could that's so um, april yeah <laughs> no, i just feel like that's so i just saw somebody tweeted that and then she's like me on every business email always always and, <laughs> and it just makes me so insane when um but but like if we could just have a little if we could really just let our desires be known, you know, sure, we could be shot down, but it doesn't hurt to take the risk and ask. And that's what I did. I said, can I? And it took me like a couple weeks to get used to the idea that I would give them script notes and they would say thank you. And I wouldn't have to apologize for not agreeing with everything that was on the page immediately. Yeah, and like, right. stop apologizing. <laughs> Your ideas are great. And so it was a really pretty cool, empowering experience. I bet. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, wait, you produced the, did you produce the series, the um, like mini series? No, I directed those. Okay, wow. Yeah, so you're yeah. just doing everything. <laughs> well, I got so excited working on um, Indivisible as a producer that I just got bit by the directing bug. Well, I kept telling her too. I was like, you should go direct stuff. You know? <laughs> Keep the dancing to a minimum, but you should direct things. <laughs> Other people won't get it. I get it. It's fine. But... Honestly, I really, like, I remember towards the end of y'all's, like, the storyline, because it all seemed really fast at the end of, like, your time on Grey's, and I remember thinking, like, I wish they would have shown more of your character and, like, given us a little insight. I mean, you did have the arc of, you know, your wife, but it was kind of like we wanted to see more of the love story, and then it just kind of, it was like, all right, they're happy. They went off and... Yeah, I agree. They didn't give us enough. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. We were like, (laughs) I mean, I think we both were kind of like... 
Oh, we're getting married. Okay, cool. Uh, we literally said four wait, words to each like, other didn't... in four years. Didn't like, you... the last time we had a conversation yeah. on the show was four years ago. And I was ago. like, didn't, didn't you kind of kill my wife? We'll just forget about <laughs> medical negligence. That's cool. Probably not hey, getting that insurance check. Medical and negligence. I, I know. did my, my, my due diligence. No, I know you did. <laughs> things I'm happen. Just, I'm Suffering trying to piece happens. things together. Like, uh, you killed the wife so that way you could marry me. I get it. It's fine. <laughs> totally different show in my mind, but I get it. It was a roundabout love story. It yeah. was romance. Totally. <laughs> It was. I know. I think we 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 talked to each other about like trying to infuse as much connection and backstory as oh, yeah. we could. We're like, into we got that twenty minutes. Episode. Okay. Yeah. We have. <laughs> I got we have infused. Nothing written down to suggest that these two would get married right now. But let's. Yes. If you could just like put your arm around yeah. me, maybe that will yeah. help. We get that the one scene at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was. It was a, a lot of, of fun. A bit of an uphill battle trying yeah. to make sense of that, but. I like, love that y'all are saying this because <laughs> I was like, I, because we felt it. Yeah, we were like, I know. So did every single other person yeah. everywhere. It was the scene where you were unconscious for the entire episode, and I was like, okay, so I say three things. I have to make these count because we have to. I have to fill all that in so I can get to the end of this thing and be like, oh, they're in love. Let's get married. Oh, cool. Yeah, let's cool. get married. Uh, um, oh by God. the way, that episode where you got in the accident—that was one of the most powerful. First of all, Oof. episodes that I've seen. Maybe ever on Grace, but also in such a long time, like the feelings that it evoked. Cried. You know, I what I I wept when I read the the, the script as well. I felt like it was a love letter to the character. Um, that Bill Harper wrote that episode, and Bill has written a bunch of um, kind of pivotal moments mm-hmm. for April, and uh, was the head of the writers' room for several years. And I just love him. And what I really loved about that episode is that you got to see the impact that April as a person had made on that community. Yeah, and and you got to feel that she's really going to be missed. And, you know, it was it was hard to be let go. So like to have that um, kind of love written into that episode was like super meaningful. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Like everything about it was just it was honestly, I remember thinking if they had made that like a two hour episode and that had been the finale because it was so powerful. Yeah. And then the finale, like we felt rushed. It was like. Yeah, it was like a completely different tone. Now we're in romantic comedy land. Exactly. (laughs) I didn't know what was going on half the time. I was like, okay, what what are we doing? (laughs) They're all just in now. Kiss Sarah. Yeah, kiss Sarah. What what did I say? Cry and kiss. Just cry and kiss. How many years have you guys known each other as just like humans? We were together (laughs) season nine we met. Yes. And so that was five five years ago. Coming up on six years. Yeah. So yeah. is it so I mean I know you're an actor so it's probably easy for you but to go from having your love story on Grey's Anatomy to having a different love story in your movie Indivisible is that hard or was there similar characteristics like how did you Well let's just be clear about the first time I was on the show she left me at the altar so yeah, I never got right. to go I never got to go down that whole marriage route with her True. So then we did the movie in between so then we jumped into marriage. <laughs> so I skipped that whole part. And I then got, we got married. Yeah, we got married. So I did it kind of out <laughs> we of did order. Come back, yeah, a little. It was out a of little order. out of order, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it it wasn't too. No, I feel like we jumped right into it. it yeah, was, but it also. I mean, it was a very different energy because the energy of these two characters on Grey's Anatomy were the like first love, falling in love, mm-hmm. a little bit of awkwardness, that like you know butterfly 
energy. And right. for, for Heather and Darren Turner, they've been married for at least like nine years or ten years. So they're they're in it. They're in it with one another. They're each other's best friend, each other's person. Yeah. They've raised already begun to raise three children together. They've been through so much before they walk into this epic journey that mm-hmm. they walk into. And so, you know, they have this like foundational relationship that is was not present on Grey's Anatomy just because we were playing the first love, the newness uh-huh, of it right. all over there. So yeah. it was a very different feel. I agree with that. It is kind of funny because having have played that part of it, it was easy to go into this going like, so if these two characters on Grey's Anatomy got married, this is probably what it would be like. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know I mean? exactly. So yeah, it was a little because bizarre. There were similar characteristics in that they both had a, a strong faith life, both of these mm-hmm. couples. And so, yeah, that, I mean, that. Yeah, it, how they met, he was a, you know. <laughs> he was like a, ch- it, it, like, like a, a dork. Yeah, like he was a total dork. <laughs> they met. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Bo- in know, both cases. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that's what I was like. In a good way, in a very it's cute, to look charming. At this, like strapping six foot four man, and go, you're a dork. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, he's, just he's ask my wife. Really, really well. Just ask my <laughs> wife. She has to live with me every day. So, um, I think dorks are like the, the cool. best. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah We have to find people. Tanya a dork. Oh, I'm not apologizing. Yes, for you it. do. Yeah, everyone. The yeah. cool ones suck. I hate cool people. Yeah, yeah. everyone's like, you need a date. <laughs> yeah, you need a date. That's like why I'm so uncool. And I'm like, no. <laughs> you need to date the nice guy who wants yeah. to listen to you and love yeah. you and smile. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you mm-hmm. for getting it. I get it. Bull. I get it. <laughs> yeah, we're all looking for Tanya, so if you know of any guys. Got it. I'll part keep of the that in mind. part of, a big part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um is this movie is Indivisible faith based? Is it a faith based film? It it has a lot of faith elements and it's certainly for that audience in a big way, but I do think that there are um a, a lot of elements that that move beyond right. that that kind of community. But it is about a military chaplain. And so um of course faith is going right. to be a part of what's going on in that story. Yeah, and it's a very organic part of it. So he's doing his job, uh-huh. you know. That's what that's where the faith aspect comes out with he and his, uh, his wife as well. Um, and I mean, I think it's interwoven in there in such a nice way that it's not overly you know, alienating yeah, or beat exactly. you over the head or shove it down your e- face. Exactly that. Yeah, we don't you want. Know? We don't like. That. Yeah, yeah, we don't want that. So I, I think it transcends just that label. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. You could watch it. Anybody could watch it. Yeah. I mean, that, that was very important to me when I came mm-hmm. on as producer. What as an executive producer was to to really um, mold the script mm-hmm. and the intention behind the scenes to be sure that we're telling a story about a group of people, but we're not imposing mm-hmm. ideology on anybody or right. suggesting this is the only way to live out yeah. um, your experience of the world. It's just this is what happened to us. Yeah. And um, and so you know I I hope it can it can bridge some. Um, you know, build some bridges across different communities. Well, and the great thing with working with Sarah too was we were on the same page the whole time about that. And also, you know, n- not showing, not everything's cupcakes and unicorns. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like we showed the dirty, gritty side mm-hmm. of, of that, like, love life. Yeah. Of, you and know, not everything is perfect. It's no. going to be awful. It's going to be, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and Christians fall apart just as much as everybody else falls yeah. apart, and they don't have it all together, and they don't have all the answers. Totally, yeah. they're yeah. just as messy as every other human being walking on the planet. And we wanted to be really authentic about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and you I, know who else is in Indivisible? Who? So Sarah and Justin are the second and third Grace cast members we've had on the show. Jason George was yes, the first. Is. He's what? also in Indivisible. Yes. Oh, yes. Jason George him. was my first 
guest on this podcast. He's amazing. He's wonderful. He, um, he's, I don't like and him he's, they, they developed a total bromance. Nope. Uh, they're like besties. Nope. And then Michael O'Neill is also, I brought Michael O'Neill onto the project. He was the shooter, Gary Clark, in the season <gasps> wow. six finale. I'm going to have to see this movie so just to have I a just different. I yeah. And do you remember April the sequel when we went to Montana? Yes. Duh. So the two moms of the patient that we were taking care of. Yes. One of them, Sky Marshall, is in it playing a total badass wow. um, military well, person. I mean, I could take her, but it's cool. No, <laughs> her job, her job in the in the film is to keep the chaplain safe because the chaplains chaplains are not allowed to carry a weapon or um, oh. or and or they're and they don't they don't go through the same kind of basic training that normal soldiers do, and so they have someone assigned to them who helps like take care of all of their administrative stuff, but who's also it's like their badass duty to keep them safe. Wow. Yeah, we're yeah. the only bra- <clears throat> we're the only military in the world that does not train or arm their chaplains for military combat. And one of the, one of the interesting things we learned too from other chaplains there was that oftentimes the enemy will like pick out the the two people the comms person and the chaplain and they'll know who the chaplain is because it's the one person who doesn't have a gun and they'll know who the comms people is because it's the one person that has the comm thing and they and they go after those two first because yeah. you kill the chaplain then you break the heart and the soul of the troops because mm-hmm. these these are the guys that are really keeping everyone's yeah. morale up and like caring for them and then you go after the comms guy to to cut down the communication. What's so. the reason for that? Why why are they not? Why don't they go through the basic the same basic training? Uh, I don't know. know. They do. I think I believe they do the same basic, but then they branch off, and then when they go, so they'll they go into like non combat. They they told me that they pretty much do a lot of seminars. <laughs> After that, he was like, we do we sort of we all go through basic, we branch off, um, and then yes, they go to rooms and watch slideshows and things like that. And while everybody else is getting combat training, um, they get no preparation to go yeah. over there. Really. And, and the thing is, even though they're not you know, actively engaging in battle in terms of like having a gun and shooting and killing, taking people's lives, yeah. you know, and that they're still witnessing all of it. They're yeah. still carrying all of the trauma that all of the other soldiers are as well. But they're the ones responsible to hold everybody else up. So it's a tremendous wow. burden. They also go out on patrol with all of them. Yes, too. no, right? They're yeah, they're, they're, they're on there. they're on the battlefront. Yeah, but they're, without, without they're in weapon. the Humvees. They're in yeah. the, like they're getting shot at. It's it's That's crazy. so intense. Yeah. yeah, and we've never really seen a movie about a chaplain. Yeah, yeah. no, I was going to say I've never I've never known any stories about that. Mm. Was is this a true? Story? Or is it yes, ba- it is based on a true story. Yeah, Heather and Darren Turner are an actual couple that are. He's still serving right now. Yeah, this is oh, the man. only movie I believe that's about an active duty serviceman. Yeah, usually people have to be done with their active duty before they'll agree to allow a movie to be made about oh. them. But yeah, have they case, seen the movie? Yes. Yeah, they loved it. They uh, say they said some. They said <laughs> some. I don't know that answer. What what I what I heard, um, and I haven't spoken to them directly, but what I heard um, when they when they saw a very early cut of it was that like some of the scenes were so honest and so authentic to what their story was that it was like almost too hard to watch because they just felt like oh here we are like living through the trauma of the pain that we experienced during reintegration. Um, when he came home that first oh, time, yeah, yeah that, everything I, really fell apart for them. I did get to actually talk to Darren about that. Um, he saw just the one scene that we did. Oh uh, yeah, in, in the, the therapy, therapy. Mm-hmm. and he, you know, and I'm like, I think it was one of the first times I met him because he had to work. He still, yeah. <laughs> he's still a chaplain, so we he was in and out. It was one of the first times, and I remember him saying like, "We watched that, and it was it was 
hard to watch. But the two, he said, the two of you have nailed it. He's like, I remember doing those. Ma-. He's like, I don't even know how you would know that between the two. That's like, so oh. crazy. Like I remember having that. My wife looking at me that way. I remember all of that. And he's, and that's one of the greatest compliments. As yeah, an actor, you know, you're playing him. I'm playing his story. So if that emotion's there, and he said it's, it was hard to watch. Like. I kind of don't want to watch. <laughs> I was like, don't say that. Well, I mean, that's just him because he has to live through it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's done it already. I but. mean, yeah, I feel like that's what you want as an actor, especially when you're playing a true story. Yeah. You want people to be like, that's how, like, it hurts. It almost is hard to watch mm-hmm. because I remember those, it brought back all those emotions mm-hmm. rather than them being like, good. Right. Okay. Yeah, you want, <laughs> I mean, you want to bring people into a story. You want them to feel big things, you know? Yeah. When did you guys wrap this, filming this movie? It was last summer, not yeah. this past one, but the one before. Yeah. So yeah, it's been we've been in post for a, a while. How does it feel that it's like almost there? It's exciting. <laughs> I am just yeah. I'm We're along just like for the days ride. away. I, yep. it's I crazy. know you know it's a very um, you know vulnerable space to be in to release something that you've had like a, a tremendous like part in uh-huh. creating, and it's a vulnerable thing to say. I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's... because it because you know what if who knows how it's going to be received? You know you have no idea, but I am proud of it. I'm proud of the work that we did. I'm I'm proud of the story that we're telling, and and I will say that um, a lo- <clears throat> we've done a lot of pre screenings, and people have been really deeply affected by it. Like a lot of military families have seen it and have commented that oh my gosh, this is like you're finally telling our story. Because wow. what's 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 different also about this film is that we spend a lot of time talking about the the heroism of the families. Mm-hmm. We're going back and forth between both communities, and and the, and the truth is like the families they they go through something so giant and traumatic, as well as their their mm-hmm. soldiers totally. who are yeah. overseas, and when they have to reintegrate, it's so hard, mm-hmm. and. Um, and so, anyway, that I, I, that's what I've been hearing. A lot of people are just like, thank you so much for, for telling our story. Oh, that's so cool. I felt I honestly felt that way a lot about your character and Grace because I felt like there was this connection of being like, you were very open about your faith, but the final episodes where you were struggling and having a faith crisis, it's like that was such a real representation of yeah. what it looks like to mm-hmm. struggle in something that's so important and so valuable, but it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. And it was like such a beautiful depiction of the reality of what it's like when you feel that connection with something Mm -hmm. and it, and it kind of falls apart in front Mm -hmm. of you. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciated that watching that because it was like a, a really real I know I, th- I think there's like a lot of pressure that the sometimes that the Christian community puts on um, putting up a really good face mm-hmm. like oh if, yeah. if only you have Jesus then everything will be fine <laughs> right and, and it's just that's just not it's just not true to mm-hmm. reality and and if we're putting on a face that says everything is fine because I have this thing uh, we're not really telling the truth mm-hmm. and if we're not telling the truth then nobody can actually grow yeah. or expand or be challenged or um, ask b- hard difficult questions and reach solutions that begin to actually motivate change in their lives so I, I love being a part of sto- uh, of telling a story about people who are messy and mm-hmm. are doubting and are f- falling apart and are trying to figure out how to make this mm-hmm. one great beautiful life sing yeah you know yeah no honestly I was gonna like what Becca was saying 
April was and forever will be one of my favorite characters of all time because mm-hmm. of the way that you d- depicted the, the faith community. You know, mm-hmm. it's not perfect. It's mm-hmm. peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. And it was like so well done. And the way that you carried out that character was just truly, truly remarkable. So I did just want to say you. thank you because it was yeah. really well done done and beautiful thank you so much i really appreciate that i was oh go no 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 no. i was gonna say that it's 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 actually one of the reasons i wanted to do this movie too is because Mm. um i i was a little apprehensive at first because they said it was like oh this is gonna be a more a faith-based film and i'm like i've seen a few and all of a sudden it's like Everything is just perfect. Right. Nothing ever happened. Nothing mm-hmm. bad ever the happened. Christians all always in. teach all the non-Christians yep, things that the right. non-Christians and need to learn. And and that's, not my, that's not my experience I'm of life. I'm literally like, um, sometimes life sucks. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what, what what world you live in. But when we were doing this movie, I was very apprehensive about doing it for that reason. And then Sarah and I talked. And I was like, we're, we're on the same page. We're going mm-hmm. to do this due diligence we're going to show life at its worst its best it's and everything in between because that's what people will relate to more mm-hmm. versus like okay i believe in jesus everything's great now yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. look at that all the sunshine came in i got a yeah. pet unicorn amazing. uh no that's not how that works <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i feel like that's i i think having seen how you are just following on social media and seeing how you are in like it's just very real in the sense that you're like this is what i believe but also like there's other stuff going on too yeah. mm-hmm. it's not all just like one one straight line and um i think seeing this movie and seeing you two doing it together i was like super excited because i'm thinking this is going to be a real a really good film based on just what we've seen of your acting in general but just like something that feels good but also mm-hmm. very like deep and meaningful Mm-hmm. I'm super excited. And I feel like Gray's people are going to be so excited yes. to see everyone on the screen so. together. Gray's reunion. Yeah, I know, I right? They, I hope they all show up. Yeah. This weekend, October yeah, 26. October 26. <laughs> I have a quick question, if you don't yes. mind. Yes. As a person of faith yeah. who ended up playing a person of faith, mm-hmm. an iconic person of a character of faith, did they mold that character around you, or did you happen to get an audition for this wonderful part? No, um, they actually didn't. My character did it wasn't revealed that she was a person of faith until I'd been on the show for three years. And so um, at the end of season eight, it's revealed. And and um, I remember at, at when we were starting to work on that episode, talking to Shonda Rhimes, and she said, look, I want to tell the most honest story possible about a person of faith. I want it to feel totally authentic. So um, please let me know if come you know the door is wide open come in pitch us stories uh, anything that doesn't feel like something you might say wow. you let us know so i really took that to heart as a real open door kind of situation and 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 i walked through that door mm-hmm. almost every episode just to to yeah. to um to to throw my own experience into it and to try um you know to be as sensitive as possible in in telling the most authentic story possible because so many depictions of people of faith are you know we're the butt of every joke or we're just so judgmental or we're completely right. unrelatable and that's just not my community you know yeah. we're we're not those people like so many of us like screw up and then have to say our we're sorry mm-hmm. and then we're also just really trying to live out our faith and love the people that we come into contact with you know it's not we're not 
we're, most of us are uh, that I in my community are not trying to impose our beliefs on anyone else, and we're not judging anybody. And we have friends in every different walk of life, and so I wanted April to represent that kind of of a Christian. Um, I think that's more what Jesus was about, anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's I think what I liked the most was that I felt you know, and I feel like. A lot of most TV shows there aren't if they are showing anyone who's Christian or faith based, it's they are kind of the butt of the joke or Mm -hmm. they're like, it's a bad light. And so I think that's what I remember when like you and Jackson started like y'all got married and then it was like and then you got pregnant. I was like, how are we going to raise the baby? Like we haven't talked about any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was like, that's real stuff, like people in relationships and marriages where they don't have the same faith and like. How do you navigate that? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was real. I mean, I just, I could talk about, I could talk to both of you all. <laughs> <laughs> no one has time for that. <laughs> um, but thank you guys so much for coming today. Yeah. We really, re- really, really appreciate it. Everybody, go, go, go see the movie. It is out October 26th. It is called Indivisible. And this Friday. This Friday. Yeah. This Friday. We'll I'll see. have to we're, check we're, my we're, Fandango. Yeah, yeah. That's we're, how I find everything. I think we're, we're <laughs> releasing go... on a thousand screens this weekend, and then we'll see. You know, and of course they they target big Bible Belt areas. Of course, yeah. yeah. Put them on a lot of screens over there too. So. Yeah, know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, they know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. um, thank y'all so much. This was, I mean, probably I mean... like the most exciting thing <laughs> ever. <laughs> like I, I met her right before we walked in. I was like. We're playing it cool, as cool as we can, without trying to scare you all away, but we're really excited. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. It's so great to be with yeah. you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> I mean. I mean. Sarah Drew and Justin Bruning were everything I needed and more. He's very handsome. He is very handsome. He's hot. Okay, good. Because sometimes I'm off base on that, but yeah. That's, no, that's a he's good like man. classic. Yeah, he's like yeah. classically good. I know. Guy. I was like looking at him, like yeah, yeah. And then he's like my wife, and I was like, mm, okay, figures. <laughs> well, yeah. We if I had if I had if you were single, I would have made that an awkward intro right off the bat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're both long married. I looked yeah. them both up. Yeah. Well, he, uh, Crystal, our friend Crystal, babysits for him. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Nice. So she's known them for a while, and that was when he I met them outside before they came in, and he said, um, yeah, we have a mutual friend, Crystal. Really nice guy. They're both so nice. It they never... But, like, so real. Like, they were very. It was so refreshing to, like, I don't know. The things... She's very... Um, like, we asked her a question, but she gave us a lot. It wasn't just, like, she answered it, and then the qu- it was over. Yeah. You know, That's always happened. awkward. Yeah. It never stops being exciting to meet people that you watch on TV every week. Yeah. Never. It's, it's so true. And I could have asked her Grace oh. question all I thought you were day. going to. I was kind of like, hey, where are the Grace questions, because, everybody? That's I why I jumped in towards the end and was kind of like, so your character, because... Well, because I don't know if, like, they kind of once it's over that they're like moving on and I like know. i know like she didn't want to leave the show she's made that very yeah. clear so we could have talked about that too though but here's my thing is that i thought she made it very clear she was so friendly and so nice and so outgoing i felt like anything you wanted to ask was uh, was we'll totally back on fair game we'll have her back on and we'll, we'll do more, we'll get more into it okay i for me i was like hurting for like I feel like I physically hurt when that happened mm-hmm. to her and Arizona's characters mm-hmm. that I was like, I put myself in her shoes and I was like, oh, if I had to keep talking about, th- you know what I mean? Yeah, like, okay, I, I just that. feel for her right. because it was such an iconic character and an iconic role, mm-hmm. you know? I told her also, this was off the mic, that I had kind of lost a little bit of interest in the show once her character was gone. Like, it's been mm-hmm. hard for me to really get into it, which 
feel like maybe she appreciated. Yeah. I mean, her and Arizona were two of my favorites. Not what it once was. But Tanya's coming around on the current season. I am. Me too. But they just had one faulty episode, which really. The faulty one I didn't even get through. The second episode was just bad. They should have just dumped that one because third episode's strong. I like the guy for Meredith. Haven't gone there yet. Wait. Wait. Long haired doctor? What are y'all talking Link? about? No, the, the the guy that you went on a date with. Oh yeah, yeah, I like him too, but I feel like Somehow he's gone. I met your mother. I haven't gone there yet. No, I think he's gonna come back. You think he'll be back. Yeah. They had a really good chemistry. I love the date. I love the Me banter. Too. I love what happened. Not Me to spoil too. it for Tanya, but it's I love what happened at the restaurant. Me so they too. had to get out of there, and I loved how it ended. Me too. I, it just felt very real to me. Well, it's it's so it was so Meredith. So Meredith, but also when you're on a first date with somebody, you're just hoping they don't, and it's going well. You just please don't say anything stupid. I know. Please, please, and then they say it, and you're just like, okay. Well, well she, was, she, she was like, I said the one thing. Yeah. She was like, yeah, but it was great. But when they first casted him and announced that, I was like, oh, like I just was. I didn't watch him on How I Met Your Mother, so I really didn't know anything. But I was just kind of like, I but don't he's, know. I don't he's like too it. big a star though to only have been in one episode. Yeah, I think yeah. he'll be back. Yeah. They had they had good chemistry. It was good. I know. I'm excited. Like See, good. I'm 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 pumped on this new season. I'm this scrubbing in works best when we're enjoying Grey's Anatomy. I know, but I I need I I've been so torn because I didn't want Meredith with anyone because I love Derek. So whoever came in, it was like a lot of a big big shoes to fill. However, there's a new uh dynamic with Joe and Link, the new doctor, the long haired doctor. Mm-hmm. There's something that we don't know they there. know each other from yeah. the past. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he called her, uh, what's her old name? Oh, I don't yeah. Remember. I don't remember yeah. either. Um, and then um, and then with Meredith having someone and like, or at least dating, it brings this element because I was, there's like a lot of focus on Amelia and Owen and you know how I feel about those And there two. still has been. I know, but I there's something like, else now. I feel like they're trying to make Amelia and Owen like the new Meredith and Derek of the hospital. Ugh. I kind of do. I got that vibe. No. When they're like talking about, yeah, like picking up the kids and like la la and like they're like Shepard no, and Owen. No, I think what they're trying to do, they're trying to introduce like that they're kind of a unit right now and that it's going to be a big moment when Teddy comes in and with the baby. With baby yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested in that. Yeah. Me too. That sounds good. Me too. I'm yeah. in. And I'm kind of happy that Jackson's not there right now. Cause really? Wow. Because I need him a- and Maggie to just not for That's a interesting that he just kind of vanished. It's what weird. Happened? It felt to me like he had to go do a movie or something. They had to come up with a reason for him to not be on for three or four episodes. Yeah. So they had him almost get hit by a car. Yeah. Because they had that near-death experience. So he's like, I need to go find myself. <sighs> it's a little forced to so, me. Well, yeah. But I'm, I'm here for it because if I don't have to see the making out, I'm happy about it. <laughs> um, we are not the only podcast that you listen to. And we understand that. And we respect that. And next week... There's another podcast that you also probably listen to that is merging with this one, and it's very exciting. Very exciting. Um, I mean, we have the Lady Gang coming next week. I'm obsessed with them. Tanya has voted for them in the People's <laughs> Choice Awards. We have strategically had the uh, chosen to have them on the show post-voting for People's Choice Award. I don't know if it was strategic, but it felt that way, which I appreciate. But um, I'm really excited because I listened to your episode of the podcast and they're really funny. So it'll be a fun dynamic. Yeah, they're really they're fun. They're raw and they're just like cool. Like Jack Manic is just cool girl. Like she's just a cool girl. What are all their names? Jack Vanek, Becca Tobin. Becca Tobin was on Glee. Becca Tobin meets Becca Tilly. Yeah, Yeah, the Beccas. 
And she was on Glee. And so it's cool following her story because she's like an actress in Hollywood and she goes on auditions and doesn't get roles. And so it's kind of really interesting to see that behind, hear that behind the scenes. And then Kelty Knight is a rep- uh, entertainment reporter and she all, has all the stories about like the red carpets and all that behind the scenes stuff. And then Jack Vanek is an entrepreneur. She started her own company, Jack Vanek, when she was like 15. And she's just like cool living like the blogger, like kind of like living your lifestyle where she like wakes up whenever she wants. Like, but she's like, like, I've been doing it since she was 15 or something crazy like that. Yeah. So she's it'll like, be fun. I'm super excited to have them in here. I've met, I've just met Kelty from like doing like red carpet stuff. And then I met Becca a long time ago when we did a photo shoot together, but we didn't really interact much. Um, and she's managed by the same company that I'm managed by. So I'm super excited to meet them. You you spoke very highly of them. I really enjoyed my time with them. We have two big weeks in a row. Yes. We're uh, this Two of our best shows ever. Wow. Um, speaking of podcasts, we talked about 23andMe, the new Spit podcast, last week. Um, I think we all kind of feel like we're a little bit divided in this country more than ever. If you're tired of hearing about all the things that separate us, you really need to check out this podcast called Spit. It's a new podcast from iHeartRadio with 23andMe where they focus on the 99.5% that we all have genetically in common Yep. rather than showing what we don't have in common. Yep. So the podcast, basically, they discuss how science and DNA plays a role in our society and our lives and how your DNA story can be experienced today and a whole lot more. So the host, they basically sit down with the biggest artists and influencers of our time, including Pete Wentz and Mike Posner, who is very interesting, by the way. Um, so join us, subscribe to the spit podcast. You can learn more about the DNA found in your spit and understand who we really are genetically and how we are connected to the world around us. And you can listen to full episodes now on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you can listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know who else is on next week? I don't know if I can handle the embarrassment of riches. James Maslow is on next week uh. because he uh, took Tanya's lyrics and made them into a song. That song is being debuted tomorrow morning on air with Ryan Seacrest, seven-ish Pacific time tomorrow morning, and then he's going to come on this show next week and talk about it as well. (laughs) So good. This song has really just come to life. I mean, it's really, I can't even explain to you how crazy it is hearing like lyrics that I wrote as like a, I don't even know how old I was, 25, heartbroken 25-year-old Tanya, now having it like remixed by like, James Maslow and hearing it on Kiss FM. So Tanya wrote in these lyrics. Becca and I read them yeah. last week or a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. And Miles, who works for Kiss FM, he made a, he made a pass. Mm-hmm. He took the music and made it into this. Who knew that phone call would end like that? Who knew that kiss would be our last? Who knew you could hurt me so Just like that, just like that, my everything turned to nothing, just like that. (laughs) It's actually such a bop, and it could totally be on A Star is Born. (laughs) Yes, I could hear Bradley Cooper singing that song. Yeah, that could have been one of the songs in the movie. For sure. You'll really be able to hear it once you see the movie. So now James Maslow, formerly of Big Time Rush, has gone into the studio. 
and actually done a studio version of Just Like Can That. Can we get, can we his get take a preview? Or I, are we not I, allowed to do I, it? I cannot because it has to tomorrow. debut with Mr. Seacrest tomorrow morning. Oh, uh, can you day answer day. an email from an anonymous emailer? I love, I would love to answer an email. Take it away, Mark. Cute opening. Hi, Becca, Tanya, Mark, Easton, Amy, and the rest of the People's Choice Award nominated crew. Wow. I was seeing a guy I met on Bumble for about six months. He was great and I cared about him a lot, but things didn't work out. He recently texted me and told me he'd been talking to this girl and noticed I was in one of her pictures on Bumble and wanted my opinion since we decided to just be friends. Well, when I asked him who it was, he responded with, do you know, insert best friend's name here? So basically, Tanya goes out with a guy, doesn't work out, makes Tanya sad. The guy says, hey, Tanya, uh, I, I, I noticed you in this girl's picture, and I'm thinking about going out with her. What do you think of her? And Tanya said, sure, who is it? Do you know Becca Tilly? And how would that make you feel? Probably like, not great. Yeah, I'd want to vomit. I'd be You'd like... want to vomit. Obviously, Anonymous says she was confused and a little upset since on Bumble, the girl has to initiate the conversation with the guy, and I couldn't understand why she would reach out to someone she oh, knew I had strong yeah. feelings for. Her response, oh, yeah, I did reach out to him, but it's not what you think. I wanted some advice about being a single parent and custody issues, and oh, he's been a friendly no, consult. No, 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 My problem was they never met, so I don't understand why she would want his advice or reach out to him on a dating site. I talked about him a lot to her over those months, and I'm not the type to ever talk about my feelings easily. What do you think? This is some suspicious friend it's not activity. Good. It's not no. good. Let me tell you, this is the type of friend you have in high school. Can you... Please elaborate. Yeah, elaborate. Like the just the caddy, like the like. Now in my life, I would never do this to you, nor would you ever do this to me. It's well, a different yeah. type of a friendship when you're a grown up, I think, mm -hmm. than when you're like in middle school and high school, and you're like, it's all and you're just like boy crazy and whatever, you know. Like this just seems so not a move from yeah. a best friend at es all, especially on a dating app because it, that takes effort. Like it takes putting effort out there and putting like yourself and having conversations whereas if if like if you were a big group of friends and it was like it didn't work out with one and then there were feelings and it was like you knew them in a friendship way and it like developed into something that's something that there's a conversation it's genuine but when you have to go through the effort of messaging the guy after you heard your best friend talk about that she was really into him and that she's really sad that it didn't work out and then still initiate something with him it doesn't feel like a friend no or a good friend at best. Yeah. And the, like, Peter pattering around. The, like, yeah, oh, like I wanted I, a consult. Da, a da, da. consult? No, 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 no. No one's on, no one's on Bumble for a consult. I'll well, they do one. have Bumble Business. Don't okay. they have, like, that? But still, I'm not into Unless it. it was Bumble Business, yeah. this is suspicious <laughs> activity for a consult. I hate this. I hate when, when friends betray each other. Like, we're all used to being betrayed by people we're into or the guy you're going out with. We're used to that. I just, yeah, no, it's like, friends should be safe. I think it's so short-sighted when people do this because mm -hmm. I've actually had this experience where a guy was dating one of my friends. He had dated one of my good, good friends. And it didn't work out. And I know she didn't really like him that much, but then... Maybe two or three weeks later, he's hitting on me and like trying to ask me mm -hmm. out. And I was like, this guy's super hot and that would be so fun to go out with him. But I was like, and I know my friend wouldn't even care, but I'm like, my friendship is means so much more to me than like this a random, maybe five yeah. month thing with this random guy. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I just nipped it in the bud right there. I told her about it. Like it was not even a thing that crossed my mind because I was like, it's so short sighted. I don't, I see how it can happen. 
in terms of like it, guys are just gonna get whatever they want. But can I tell a story? Is so this you? no, oh. but my mom, um, my her best friend was actually set up with my dad. And then he called back and was like, hey, I'm actually interested in, like, going on a date with you. And now they're married. And they're all still best friends to this day. But was the friend upset? No. Because she's like, I think it's different when you're on a dating app. Here's what I get frustrated with, girls. We're so territorial. It's like, oh, my gosh, you guys agreed not to be friends. Why am I taking this guy off the market for somebody else that could totally have great potential with him? I think if I my whole thing on it is because I feel the same way most of the time. But I think if my friend was like upset, like they had gone on a date and she was upset about it. Yeah. And but they agreed to be friends. And I'm not saying that's like great, but it's like. But in all the world of the dating apps, you're going to reach out to that one guy. Yeah. But world cool. is the world is so small. She the pursued world, him. Yeah, she it's pursued not. him. Like yeah, he met somewhere. He didn't did know. It. Yeah, I was gonna say if it was. That's why I said if it was in person, it was a group setting. He was like, I actually really got along with your friend well, really well. Like, I just want to let you know, and was did it like that. But the, the app friend, is more intentional. I'm not concerned with the guy. I'm concerned. I'm concerned with the friend. I get being it. Being the one to I reach out. I get it out. with the whole bumble. The girl has to reach out. I'm just saying that it gets so that girls get so territorial. Right, and I don't like that. Hurt, but at the same time, it's like. He could be so good for this girl. Like, are you going to really be that upset? But also that's up for the friend to decide. Do you know what I mean? Like, and Beck and I have actually, like, I feel like we've had this moment where you dated somebody or something and you're like, he'd be really good for you, actually. Oh, that's yeah. That's up for, like, the friend to do that. You know what I mean? And, and Becca's, like, the least territorial. I think if I dated any guy that you dated in the past, you probably wouldn't care. Um, there's, like, a handful, maybe. But well, I don't really have a handful. But. <laughs> Maybe there's like one or two. Well, I'm all I don't like the tarot. Like I'm the same way. Like right. my thing is if you go out with it on a date with a guy, it doesn't work out. But you're like like if Tony went out with a guy and she was like, I had the best time with him. I was like raving about him. And then he came back and he told me or asked her like, hey, uh, I don't see things working out between us. What about your friend? And then I found out that and then she found out that I was the one who reached out to this guy to even make myself available to him, it would be weird. Yeah, it's not cool. It's just backwards. I think it should have been the friend that initiated getting them together. But obviously they didn't know each other well enough where the guy knew this was her best friend and vice versa. Do you know what I mean? What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, but he said, hey, can I reach out to you about this person? And she's like, who? If he would have known that was a best friend, he wouldn't no, have asked. So then this, that means maybe she initiated way earlier on before they actually even dated. This is what I think. If the guy had just seen her and reached out to the friend and been like, this is what I like this. I I like he made the move. It's the fact that the friend made the move after knowing that her friend was hurt by him. Yeah. And doing it behind her back. It'd be different if she went to her and said, hey, I just matched with, let's just call him Mark. I just matched with Mark. I know that you guys had a bad ending or whatever. Do you care if I engage? And then the friend, get, you know what I mean? I think just yeah. it was it was all done backwards and shady behind the back. And I was not But I respect it. the alternate approach, Tori. I'm here for it. So and I'm happy your, your parents are together because they had you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe too. It would be here. Yeah. So what's our advice for Anonymous? I would just say I would talk with your friend and be like, hey, I feel hurt because I told you how much I liked this guy. And by no means do I feel like I own him or that he's mine. But it it does concern me a little bit in our friendship that you took the approach to reach out to him, you know, without kind of talking to me about it first. What about the friendly consult part? That's the friend's going to hide behind that. No, 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 
dollars the friendly consult. Say, unless this is Bumble business, there are no friendly consults yeah. on Bumble. Unless you're on Bumble BFF or Bumble business. So you mm-hmm. say confront the friend. I would just tell her that your feelings were hurt and see, yeah. 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 I mean, I want to end the friendship right away because, you know, but I would definitely have a conversation. We have some people to thank in this episode. We sure do. Why don't you thank the guests and then I'll thank the sponsors. Oh, I mean, thank you, Ryan Seacrest. Like, what an honestly, I felt so honored to be on part of the live show and then to have him on our podcast. That was was really really awesome, by the way. Yeah. I really had fun. My sister, my older sister who lives in Louisiana, texts me and goes, are you on Kiss FM right now? No. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, I was listening. And I was like, that sounds just like Becca's laugh. And then she heard me mention Caroline and Hannah. And she was like, that is Becca. Oh, my gosh. I think he really enjoyed you. Yes, I agree. Because he mentioned something. He's like, you should have her around more. There was a point where, uh, I'm trying to remember how this all went. But there was a point where you you could have been done. Right, right, right. And he really brought you back (laughs) into it. So he was very, he enjoyed you. Yeah, but I remember the next day. He was like, but I like that Becca. You should bring her around more. I was like, she's everywhere with me, but thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was really fun. Um, and also, obviously, thank you to Sarah Drew and Justin Bruning because that was just, honestly, like from the time we started this podcast, someone that we've wanted to be on yeah. our show. Who so, would be our next target? Short of Ellen, who I think would be the main target, although Pompeo. would we be too um, intimidated by Ellen Pompeo? Because I um, might be. Yeah, yeah. I might be. <laughs> it would just be silent. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, we like to keep it really silent, though, or we just sit here and stare at each other. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. So, who do we want on that we think we could be comfortable with and have fun with? From Grace, yeah. I would, I think, uh, Justin Chambers, who plays Alex Corral, I would, would be love so to get I, would I feel love. like he'd be great because he's fascinating because he has like five, five kids. kids. Mm-hmm. And he's been with his wife forever. And he's yeah. OG. I mean, he's been there from yes. season one. He would yes. be, I think he's at the top of the list. Okay, yeah. so let's make that our new target. Let's okay. manifest that. And who's a close second? Um, A close second would be... Okay, well, let me Patrick throw Dempsey. Some, well, yeah, I mean, I loved him. Let me throw some out. Well, Joe? I was going to say Joe. I didn't want to go like Joe likes right off the bat, but I feel like she could be fun for like girl talk and stuff. Okay. Yeah, We're I like not, Joe. But I see, what about like... What, if Owen even... were interested in coming, I would say we'd have him and do a great interview. No, we would we would turn him down. Is that what you're saying? It'll never happen that he's interested in coming, he so might. I feel like I can confidently... We didn't think Sarah Drew would want to come yeah, on, and she did. That, that's because we creeped her out, we thought. What about um, Amelia? For sure. Yeah, Take I'd her like to have her, yeah. Yeah, because she's a cool chick. Like, yeah. She's a like, cool girl. Yeah. Right, okay. She has the cutest little baby. Um, she posts on Instagram all the time that I've seen. Um, she has Down syndrome, and she is the cutest little girl. Mm-hmm. Have you you've never seen? You no. need to go look. She is adorable. Wait, also like Giacomo. Yeah, he Giacomo was fun when we. Yeah, he was super fun. I think I would love to get in here, Chandra Wilson, who plays Miranda Bailey. That would be a blast. That would be because she seems so fun and she's an OG. Yeah, she is, I love. I would love the idea of the OGs being. On. Yeah, yeah. What about uh, Weber? Sure, I would take Weber. I would take Weber in a heartbeat. I'm not sure if he's the same vibe as you guys. That would, you'd have to take the reins a lot on Weber. <laughs> yeah, you and East didn't come in with like a lot of questions. Yeah, Tanya and I would just be like, nodding. I would definitely say though, we would. Ne- I don't think we'd ever turn down anybody from Grace. Oh no, no, no. Even if no. they were like a dead person. What about or former cast members? For sure, love a good. For- pick, There's who, some. Who would be your one pick of former cast members? 
Christina Yang. Yeah, Sandra O. Oh. Sandra O. Oh, okay. Recent Emmy winner. Well, I mean, that's the thing. She's got that show to promote. Maybe we can get her. That show needs help. Not By the way, I don't mean to say anything bad about that show because people love that show. People are obsessed with that show. But it's on a network that's not an everyday network. Oh. It's on BBC America. What's that? That's exactly what I'm saying. What's that? So Is that's that why I think I mean it's it's here, but it's there. It's everywhere. So I think that I think that we could do her some good. So maybe we'll do that. Yeah, but we'll just say, hey, you just won an Emmy. We're about to win a People's Choice Award. Why don't we merge? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Thank you to Bowl and Branch. For fifty dollars off your first set of sheets, head over to B O L L and Branch.com promo code. Becca. Helix Sleep for $125 off your mattress order. That's helixsleep.com slash Becca. Scentbird. I'll get 50% off your first month today at S-C-E-N-T-Bird.com slash scrubbing in and use the code scrubbing in. Third love. Tanya loves a new bra. To find your perfect fitting bra, get 15% off your first purchase and go get for Get 15% off your first purchase at thirdlove.com slash Becca. And finally, Spit. Listen to full episodes of the Spit Podcast now on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Before we say goodbye really quick, I just want to shout out uh, the nice people at Red Vines. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they listen, someone over there listens to the podcast, big fans. They hit me up. Red Vines are my favorite candy in the whole wide world. And they sent over a lot of Red Vines. And wow. it's been awesome for me. And, uh, I have some stuff for you guys, Red Vines and some t-shirts merch? and everything. Red I have merch. Wow. Red Vines merch. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I just really appreciate it. They made me feel very special, and uh, I love Red Vines. And if you go to redvines.com and buy Red Vines, they taste really good, and <laughs> that's it. They haven't paid me for this. but Houston uh, <laughs> is an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> go buy Red Vines. They're delicious. Next week. Lady Gang. Tanya Song. James Maslow. James Maslow. Another biggie. Another big one. Um, and Becca's birthday. Oh, Becca's yeah, my birthday. birthday. And if you want to work out with Tanya, Becca, and Teddy Mellencamp, scrubbing in at iHeartMedia.com. Wow. Um, hope. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about our voting party. Oh, my God. I know. And I had so, so much to say. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and next week, I guess. Yeah, but thank we met, you all. Yeah, yeah. we had... Such an amazing turnout, and y'all just... The only thing Tanya and I were, like, wondering that we did wrong was Terribly wrong. We did not stand together, so we were separate. So people would come talk to me, and then they go talk to oh, her, yeah, vice yeah, versa, yeah. which I don't know why we didn't stand together. But anyways, um, thank you to everyone who came out. Y'all are honestly the best and make this podcast what it is. Truly. So, um, you guys had quite a turnout, huh? Yeah, That's it was awesome. so cute. Because it was like, very... It was kind of last minute. Like yes. we announced it on the Monday podcast and it was happening Tuesday night. So yeah. that's awesome that so many people showed up. Yeah, it was really, really great. So thank you to Planet Blue for hosting us and all of the people who gave us the treats and just everyone for coming out and showing so much love and support. We love you all so much. What are you trying to find, Tanya? I'm try- I, there, I just met so many awesome girls that like there was so many awesome stories. I think the thing that what was so bad is that we were separate and neither one of us know how to have a short conversation with people. Mm-hmm. So I was like talking to some people for 30, 45 minutes. Well, you were supposed to be there till what? 7.30 and you're there till like 10? Yeah, I don't even know what. <laughs> like they were like closing the lights of the store. We were like, sorry. Ah. But it was like just so cool, you know, like mm-hmm. people coming up. And I told you that one girl came and like brought her full like list of 
things and was talking about how we empowered her to like ask for a raise. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Another woman brought a plant with like these like stick figures in the plant saying that she was like praying for us to like and she said it was funny she came up to me she goes i'm more of a modern mom she's like i like to you know she's like i'm not really a becca or tanya more of a mark and (laughs) um it was just cool you know what i mean it was just like just cool hearing people's stories and um like another girl that i met um her brother actually works here at iHeartMedia, and i walk by him every day and i was like oh my gosh i see your brother every day and you and it was just like cool you know we all just came came together so awesome it was awesome that is awesome i hope that everyone's still listening because i did see somebody uh mention that they tune out at the thank yous oh man yeah oh it was a- it was ashley from my uh brewers oh, Grey's wow. anatomy facebook group yeah she said somebody had to tell her that we mentioned her name because she tunes out at the thank yous and that was after the thank you so wow. um hello uh, also thank you cpk they brought some pizza by today you know i'm not a guy who likes cauliflower i don't like it Oh, if you tell color- me there's cauliflower for dinner, I'm not showing up. Same, the but cauliflower, cauliflower crust, crust at CPK is amazing. <gasps> so good. It's my favorite crust. Every time I get CPK, I specifically get the cauliflower I crust. just did a couple of weeks ago with the family. Give me that cauliflower crust. That's right, baby. Yeah. Delicious. Thank we're you for all, listening. We're all super healthy here. Thank you all so much for listening. Time of death. Didn't we have Ryan do it? No, he didn't do it. Remember, it was just like He messed it up. Oh. Uh, 13, 18. I'm not going to lie. Today has felt like a year. I don't know what is going on, but it has felt like a full 360, however many days are in here. (laughs) 